Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, November 1st. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10.17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit, as it is written in Isaiah 55.11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Lek Leka, and it means, Get Yourself. Genesis 13, 5-18 Lot, who went with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents, so that the land could not support them staying together. For their possessions were so great that they could not remain together. And there was quarreling between the herdsmen of Abram's cattle and those of Lot's cattle. The Canaanites and the Perizzites were then dwelling in the land. Abram said to Lot, Let there be no strife between you and me, between my herdsmen and yours, for we are kinsmen. Is not the whole land before you? Let us separate. If you go north, I will go south, and if you go south, I will go north. Lot looked about him and saw how well watered was the whole plain of the Jordan, all of it. This was before Hashem had destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, all the way to Zoar, like the Garden of Hashem, like the land of Egypt. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan, and Lot journeyed eastward. Thus they parted from each other. Abram remained in the land of Canaan, while Lot settled in the cities of the plain, pitching his tents near Sodom. Now the inhabitants of Sodom were very wicked sinners against Hashem. And Hashem said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, Raise your eyes and look out from where you are, to the north and south, to the east and west. For I give all the land that you see to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth. 
so that if you can count the dust of the earth, then your offspring too can be counted. Up, walk about the land through to its length and its breadth, for I give it to you. And Abram moved his tent and came to dwell at the terebinths of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and he built an altar there to Hashem. Ezekiel 1, 1 1-3-15 In the thirtieth year, on the fifth day of the fourth month, when it was the community of exiles by the Chabar Canal, the heavens opened, and I saw visions of Hashem. On the fifth day of the month, it was the fifth year of the exile of King Jehoiakim, the word of Hashem came to the Kohen Ezekiel, son of Buzi, by the Chabar Canal in the land of the Chaldeans, and the hand of Hashem came upon him there. I looked, and lo, a stormy wind came sweeping out of the north, a huge cloud flashing fire surrounded by radiance, and in the center of it, in the center of the fire, a gleam as of amber. In the center of it were also figures of four creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the figures of human beings, However, each had four faces, and each of them had four wings. The legs of each were fused into a single rigid leg, and the feet of each were like a single calf's hoof, and their sparkle was like the luster of burnished bronze. They had human hands below their wings. The four of them had their faces and their wings on their four sides. Each one's wings touched those of the other. They did not turn when they moved. Each could move in the direction of any of its faces. Each of them had a human face at the front. Each of the four had the face of a lion on the right. Each of the four had the face of an ox on the left. And each of the four had the face of an eagle at the back. Such were their faces. As for their wings, they were separated. Above, each had two touching those of the others, while the other two covered its body and each could move in the direction of any of its faces. They went out wherever the Spirit impelled them to go, without turning when they moved. So such then was the appearance of the creatures. With them was something that looked like burning coals of fire. This fire, suggestive of torches, kept moving about among the creatures. The fire had a radiance, and lightning issued from the fire. Dashing to and fro among the creatures was something that looked like flares. As I gazed on the creatures, I saw one wheel on the ground next to each of the four-faced creatures. As for the appearance and structure of the wheels, they gleamed like beryl. All four had the same form. The appearance and structure of each was as of two wheels cutting through each other. And when they moved, each could move in the direction of any of its four quarters. They did not veer when they moved. Their rims were tall and frightening, for the rims of all four were covered all over with eyes. And when the creatures moved forward, the wheels moved at their sides. And when the creatures were borne above the earth, the wheels were borne too. Wherever the Spirit impelled them to go, they went, wherever the Spirit impelled them. And the wheels were borne alongside them, for the Spirit of the creatures was in the wheels. When those moved, these moved, and when those stood still, these stood still, and when those were born above the earth, the wheels were born alongside them, for the spirit of the creatures was in the wheels. 
Above the heads of the creatures was a form, an expanse with an awe-inspiring gleam as of crystal, was spread out above their heads. Under the expanse, each one had one pair of wings extended toward those of the others, and each had another pair covering its body. When they moved, I could hear the sound of their wings like the sound of mighty waters, like the sound of Shaddai, a tumult, like the din of an army. When they stood still, they would let their wings droop. From above the expanse, above their heads, came a sound. When they stood still, they would let their wings droop. Above the expanse over their heads was the semblance of a throne, in appearance like sapphire, and on top, upon this semblance of a throne, there was the semblance of a human form. From what appeared as his loins up, I saw a gleam as of amber, what looked like a fire encased in a frame, and from that what appeared was his loins down, I saw what looked like fire. There was radiance all about him. Like the appearance of the bow which shines in the clouds on a day of rain, such was the appearance of the surrounding radiance. That was the appearance of the semblance of the presence of Hashem. When I beheld it, I flung myself down on my face, and I heard the voice of someone speaking. And he said to me, O mortal, stand up on your feet that I may speak to you. And he spoke to me, a spirit entered into me and set upon upon my feet, and I heard what was being spoken to me. He said to me, O mortal, I am sending you to the people of Israel, that nation of rebels, who have rebelled against me. They, as well as their fathers, have defied me to this very day. For the sons are brazen of face and stubborn of heart. I send you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus said Hashem, whether they listen or not, for they are a rebellious breed, that they may know that there was a Navi among them. And you, mortal, do not fear them, and do not fear their words. Though thistles and thorns press against you, and you sit upon scorpions, do not be afraid of their words, and do not be dismayed by them, though they are a rebellious breed. But speak my words to them, whether they listen or not, for they are rebellious. And you, mortal, heed what I say to you. Do not be rebellious like that rebellious breed. Open your mouth and eat what I am giving you. As I looked, there was a hand stretched out to me holding a written scroll. He unrolled it before me, and it was inscribed on both the front and the back. On it were written, Lamentations, Dirges, and Woes. He said to me, Mortal, eat what is offered to you. Eat this scroll and go speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he gave me this scroll to eat. As he said to me, Mortal, feed your stomach and fill your belly with this scroll that I give you. I ate it, and it tasted as sweet as honey to me. Then he said to me, Mortal, go to the house of Israel and repeat my very words to them. For you are sent to a people of unintelligible speech and difficult language. You are sent not to a people of unintelligible speech and difficult language, but to the house of Israel, not to the many peoples of unintelligible speech and difficult language whose talk you cannot understand. If I sent you to them, they would listen to you. But the house of Israel will refuse to listen to you, for they refuse to listen to me. For the whole house of Israel are brazen of forehead and stubborn of heart. 
but I will make your face as hard as theirs, and your forehead as brazen as theirs. I will make your forehead like adamant, harder than flint. Do not fear them, and do not be dismayed by them, though they are a rebellious breed. Then he said to me, Mortal, listen with your ears, and receive into your mind all the words that I speak to you. Go to your people, the exile community, and speak to them. Say to them, Thus said Hashem, whether they listen or not. Then a spirit carried me away, and behind me I heard a great roaring sound. Blessed is the presence of Hashem in His place. With the sound of the wings of the creatures beating against one another and the sound of the wheels beside them, a great roaring sound. A spirit seized me and carried me away. I went in bitterness to the fury of my spirit, while the hand of Hashem was strong upon me. And I came to the exile community that dwelt in Tel Aviv by the Shabar Canal, and I remained there where they dwelt. And for seven days I sat there, stunned, among them. Hebrews 3, 1-19 Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Yeshua, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who has built the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house, as a servant, for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Yeshua as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end? Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Therefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, They shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brothers, lest there be any of you with an evil heart, of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart, as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness, and to whom swore he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Psalm 104, 1-23 
Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty, who covers yourself with light, as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, who lays the beams of his chambers in the waters, who makes the clouds his chariot, who walks upon the wings of the wind, who makes his angels spirits, his ministers a flaming fire, who laid the foundations of the earth, that it should not be removed for ever. You cover it with the deep, as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled. At the voice of your thunder they hasted away. They go up by the mountains, they go down by the valleys to the place which you have founded for them. You have set a boundary that they may not pass over, that they turn not again to cover the earth. He sends the springs into the valleys which run among the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. By them shall the fowls of the heaven have their habitation, which sing among the branches. He waters the hills from his chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your works. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle, and herb for the service of man, that he may bring forth food out of the earth, and wine that makes glad the heart of man, and oil to make his face to shine, and bread which strengthens man's heart. The trees of the Lord are full of sap, the cedars of Lebanon, which he has planted, where the birds make their nests as for the stork. The fir trees are her house. The high hills are a refuge for the wild goats, and the rocks for the conies. He appointed the moon for seasons. The sun knows his going down. You make darkness, and it is night, wherein all the beasts of the forest do creep forth. The young lions roar after their prey, and seek their meat from God. The sun arises, they gather themselves together, and lay them down in their dens. Man goes forth unto his work, and to his labor until the evening. Proverbs 26, 24-26 He that hates dissemblers with his mouth, and lays up deceit within him. When he speaks fair, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Whose hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation. I want to speak to you today from Ezekiel chapter 1, and then we're going to jump into Hebrews 3. And I want to share with you the introduction to the book of Ezekiel from the IsraelBible.com commentary. Introduction and commentary by Rabbi Jacob Beasley. Ezekiel contains the prophecies that Ezekiel received between the years 593 to 571 B.C. Since he provides exact dates for a number of his prophecies throughout the book, we can easily pinpoint the moment in history when they are delivered or fulfilled. His messages are intended mainly for the Jews and the Hebrews already living in Babylon, who were exiled from Jerusalem in 597 B.C., and watch from afar as their temple and homeland in Judah are destroyed. In addition to his prophecies of rebuke, one of Ezekiel's central roles involves offering strength to these people who have been torn from the Holy Land. His name thus befits his role as prophet, since Ezekiel means God strengthens. 
Hashem chose Ezekiel to give strength to his people. Ezekiel descends from a priestly family in Jerusalem. After being exiled from Jerusalem, he lives in Babylon, in the city of Tel Aviv. His messages of rebuke fall mostly on deaf ears, as the Jews in Babylon refuse to believe that Hashem will destroy his holy city of Jerusalem and his temple. They also do not accept his words of reproach justifying the upcoming tragedy. After the traumatic destruction, however, the people have become ready to listen to Ezekiel. And the focus of his message changes. Instead of emphasizing the catastrophe and its causes, he begins to outline a plan for the Jewish people to survive the temporary loss of their land and to prevail in exile. His messages refer equally to the ritual and the ethical, and he delivers a message of hope that echoes to this day. Ezekiel, which is organized chronologically, can be divided into three major sections, paralleling the historical events which unfold around the prophet. Chapters 1-24 through speak of the judgment that will befall Jerusalem and provide an explanation for why God has chosen to chastise his people so harshly. The punishments are meant to cleanse his people from their accumulated sins so they can return in purity to their land. In that vein, the actual destruction of Jerusalem is compared to an offering on the altar. The second section, chapters 25-32, to outlines a series of judgments that will befall the nations of the world, either for actively helping Babylon destroy Jerusalem or for reveling in the downfall of Israel. Included among those nations are Ammon, Moab, Edom, Philistia, Tyre, Sidon, and Egypt. The third and final section, chapter 33 to 48, provides a hope for restoration of the exiled remnant of Israel. Ezekiel promises that they can and will return as a sovereign nation to the Holy Land. This message of deliverance and restoration can be further subdivided into two parts. Chapters 33 to 40 describe the return to the soil of the land, and the final eight chapters envision the rebuilt temple in all its glory and the messianic age. Ezekiel's most famous revelation can be found in this section, the vision of the valley of the dry bones. Chapter 37 Ezekiel is full of unusual symbolic acts and allegories which are intended to help the prophet convey his message. For example, Ezekiel is told to lie on his side for over a year, to shave his head, and to refrain from mourning for his deceased wife. Ezekiel's extravagant, otherworldly descriptions of the heavenly chariot and court became the focal point for study of many esoteric mystical traditions. These pursuits have been considered spiritually dangerous for untrained or unprepared students, and studying these chapters was traditionally discouraged, except under the guidance of a master. Now let's jump into Hebrews chapter 3. And in this chapter, there's a theme that emerges about entering into God's rest. And it is connected to and associated with entering into the promised 
land. And there's warnings in this chapter about if you are walking in unbelief that you cannot enter into the promised land. They did not enter the promised land because of unbelief. And so that generation wandered for 40 years, and it was their children who went into the promised land. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. And verse 14, For we are made partakers of Yeshua, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. And so, it's referring back to that historical event, that because of their unbelief, that generation didn't get to enter into the promised land. And then in this chapter we're reading, it's saying, let's enter into God's rest. And how do we enter into God's rest? It's by faith. It's by faith in Yeshua, in Christ. And so the chapter concludes with verse 19. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Enter into what? Enter into God's rest? But also, they could not enter into the promised land. So now let's bring that forward into today. We have promises peppered throughout the scriptures that Yeshua is going to return and he's going to gather his scattered people wherever they are from all the continents and all the nations, and he's going to bring them home to Israel. He is the king of kings, and he's going to rule and reign from Jerusalem for a thousand years. This is called the greater Exodus journey. And it happens, it begins at the beginning of the great tribulation period, which is 42 months or three and a half years. See Revelation chapter 12. The woman who flees to the wilderness to a place prepared for her by the father, and she there dwells for 42 months. So, we have to believe and have faith and be steadfast in our faith all the way to the end. We are made partakers of Yeshua and we need to hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Now, I have some good news and I have some bad news. The bad news is, if you're a mainstream Christian and you're looking for a rapture, a pre-tribulation rapture, and think that there's going to be a rapture bus that's going to come and show up and you're going to be poofed out of here and you won't have to go through the great tribulation, I have bad news for you. That's that's not how it's going to be. Um, there's not a pre-trib rapture. We're going to go through the tribulation. But God's remnant people, here's the good news, are going to be under his wings of protection. Those who are following him, who are on his calendar, and who know what time it is, and who are keeping Yeshua's commands, we will be part of this tremendous ingathering and greater exodus journey. And we need to be prepared for it and be ready for it and be obedient. When he says it's time to go, we need to go and gather with the Mishpachah to begin that journey. Now, how that journey plays out, there's who knows? We might walk. He might translate us. There may be ships that show up that we board the ships. We might fly. I'm not sure. The Lord is going to do something stunning and amazing and incredible. And we'll have to wait and see how he does it and how he accomplishes it. 
You can make a case for any of those scenarios. You can find scriptures to back any of them up. Will he part all oceans and make a way for us to walk through the oceans like he did the first time with the Red Sea parting? There's some scripture to back that up. Will we fly like doves through the sky, be translated? There's some scripture to back that up. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be stunning and astounding and amazing, and I can't wait for that to happen. I just can't wait for when Yeshua returns and he establishes his government from Jerusalem. Because, beloved, it's gotten pretty dark out there in the world. And there's just so much corruption and evil and a lot of bad things happening. And it it would really be nice to see Yeshua come back and deal with these enemies and clean up the mess and establish his rule and his reign. I look forward to that day, and I hope and pray that we will see that in our lifetime. So, enter into his rest by faith. Enter into the promised land by faith. If we have unbelief, fear, or doubt, we will not be allowed to return to the promised land. The entrance ticket into the promised land for the greater Exodus journey is that we must walk in faith and trust Yeshua that he's going to make a way for us, that he has done it. We enter into his rest. He does the work and we rest and we trust in him. Have a blessed day and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Yevrekha Adonai Vish Merekha Yaya Adonai Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Ileka Vayaseleka Leka Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>